Welcome back to another All Things Sports Podcast episode. I'm your host, Julian. I'm here with Small Town EP, my co-producer tonight. How you doing, boss? Yo, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm pretty chilly down here in South Florida. Not as chilly as you are right now, though. No, you're chilly. That's the difference. I'm not chilly. It's freezing. <laughs> it's freezing up here. It's December 27th, and um, it's 27 degrees. So, you know, you can, can kind of, I guess... Put yourself in my shoes to feel what I'm feeling. But I was just down there in South Florida where you are. You know, you you over there. I see you at the small town studio. So shout out to uh, the whole small towns team. I know you got SP in there with you. So um, it's all love between, you know, ATS and small town all the time. Um, gang, gang. Always, always. Yeah, I was just down there in South Florida. And, yeah, I tried to – I definitely escaped the cold weather for a few days. Um, however, majority of the time I was down there, it was cool out, you know, it was cool out. It wasn't like that warm. And I know this, you know, it's de- at the end of the day, December in Florida, you can, you can, you know, find your beach days, but, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that there was more than one or two beach days, quote unquote, uh, for, for the 10, 11 days that I spent down there. But nonetheless, man, it's winter. We can't be worried and concerned about beach days when we got a whole summer ahead of us. Uh, and, and this winter, this winter is going to bring a lot of great things. You know, with winter comes exciting football. It comes bowl season. You know, it comes baseball contract negotiations and and things like that for the sports world. So winter is a great time to be a sports fan. So uh, again, we welcome you to this episode of the All Things Sports Podcast. This is our NFL recap. It's currently one twenty on the East Coast AM. So Nathaniel Peterson, aka Small Town EP. I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, let's kind of let's kind of go back to uh last Thursday and and then some. We'll recap Thursday's game. We'll go to Saturday's slate and then Sunday. We had a we had a Christmas holiday. I hope you had, you know, spent some time with your loved ones and and got you some nice little gifts. I know, I know how it is when you got a uh, a, a beautiful woman to take care of you that that loves you, man. I know, yeah. I know the vibe. So, you know, I hope you was able to, you was able to spend that with your family. Nah, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was cool to, uh, so like you said, spend time with the family and get away from things, just relax for a couple of days. Holiday was cool. How was your holiday? I know you was down here, but yeah, so you got. The, I saw you got some family and stuff too. So yeah, I mean, my sister lives down there. Obviously, uh, me being in New York City now. Uh, I don't have much family. I, I only have my grandmother up here, so I don't have any family up here. So I went down to be around some love. Um, it's not the same when you're not around your immediate family for the holidays, I'll say. I mean, depending on, you know, your situation and how you grew up. Uh, we grew up as a close-knit family, spending each holiday with each other. Um, and like the last, well, last year I was I was able to be with, with my parents and one of my sisters. This year, I got to see my sister and, and my brother-in-law when I went down there. Um, but I haven't seen my parents since I'd say what close to the summertime or so. I'm not sure when, when exactly they came down, but, uh, or went down to Florida, but not Florida. Where, I where should say they, uh, Broward. My fault. Off. Where, where did they uh, spend their holiday? I know they're tra- traveling the world right now. Yeah, no. Nah, so they actually, they actually back at their home location in Tampa in Riverview, Florida. Um, they okay. spent like three months on the road in their RV and, they they got back probably like three weeks ago, so 
they've been home. My sister and my brother-in-law went to go visit uh, them. So they were at least all together for the holiday, you know, but I got to spend some time with you, Kev, Rachel, Gio, um, and right. Sal, Nate, uh, Jalen, Jalen, Mikey, right. you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, and we got to have some drinks, by the way, appreciate you, you know, taking the boys out to the bar. Um, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, showing love around the holiday season, you know. So let's get into this episode, though, man. I'm sure everybody did have a great holiday. Uh, I'm in a good mood tonight. Social media quarterback is 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 here and is in full effect. He, he's got something to say. The Chargers put a hole in the Colts where they didn't have one before. All right. And before we even get into all of that, as far as what happened in the Jacksonville Jets game leading up until Monday night football with this Colts Chargers game, as we probably knew how that was going to go, what we didn't necessarily see coming. I think I was more surprised to see how bad the Broncos lost to the Baker Mayfield led Rams than the firing of their head coach mid season or toward the end of the season. However, this is only the fourth time in NFL history that a coach is relieved of his duties before before the season ends. And that's going to be – Yeah. Yeah. It's going to go dating back to 1949. John Welchel, Washington's coach. 1978, Pete McCulley, San Francisco. 2021, we just saw it in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. And that was for other reasons. As bad as he was and as bad as that team and franchise uh, was at the time and the direction, there was none. He also had that, you know, uh, inappropriate bar moment uh, where he was over there groping on a woman and he over there married. You know what I'm saying? So Jacksonville knew they couldn't move forward with a coach like that leading men uh, to any sort of promised land. They got rid of him and got a Super Bowl winning coach, Doug Peterson. And we see the drastic change right now. They are in first place of the AFC South. So coaching has one of the biggest, if not the biggest effects in football. Um, and yeah, so that leads us to Nathaniel Hackett, where week one, week one, this Broncos, this Broncos, you know, thing has, has been crazy all off season. We were wondering, where is Russell Wilson going to go? How much is somebody going to trade for him? This Denver team went out and spent two first-round picks, and I believe it was two second-round picks. They also traded Drew Locke and Noah Fant to end up the very next year, and they also spent over (laughs) over $100 million, we'll say. They're going to end up with a top five pick that's not even theirs in the same calendar year. It's a lot to unpack. Going back to that first game, as I previously mentioned, E, there was a clock management issue where Russell Wilson was driving down the field versus his former team in Seattle with a chance to take the lead or win, you know, win the game. Um, And there was like a horrible clock management issue with timeouts not being used and saving clock so that Russell Wilson can cook who you know all year we've been trying to say let Russ cook <laughs> it's not working and <laughs> and 
a few weeks after that, the Broncos hired a head, uh, another coach as a time management assistant. I've never heard of that, by the way. He's the no. coach that's going to step into the interim role for the rest of the year, two games. Um, but they did hire someone this year for clock management assistance, basically. That's the craziest thing that I've heard since uh, the must-watch film on uh, Kyler Murray's college. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Those are two funny little, uh, I guess, tidbits during this season. Because this season, I was talking about it with Ant, has so many storylines that we weren't even expecting to hear from. I don't want to get into them all right now because we'll, we'll lose track. But, you know, this season's just been a whirlwind. Uh, with Nathaniel Hackett gone, though, you know, what is this direction of the of the Broncos? Like, who's going to want to come up into Denver and get the pooper scooper and and sweep this up? I think that's the biggest question that was asking. Like, that's I I was watching the uh, Colts game earlier, just wondering, like, you know, preparing for the pod, and I was like, yo. Who is going to even want to come to Denver? To right. Like, because at the end of the like, day, you know, a coach, they're going to want to go for that money. You know, they want to be in a situation where they're not going to look so bad. And, you know, there's there's winnable situation, a winnable situation. However, they're not going to just walk into a dumpster fire knowing that this isn't a four year turnaround three, four-year turnaround. This is going to take more time. And frankly, ownership groups don't and general managers don't have so much patience with patience with coaches these days. So Sean Payton obviously is the big name. That's the biggest like head coaching free agent right now. And there's a lot of teams that are going to need a new head coach by the end of the season. Um, yeah. A guy like D'Amico Ryans on the 49ers defensive staff uh, can be a candidate. But, man, you just – you don't have, you know, your first-round pick for the next two years. And, like, if if I'm playing Madden, whenever I'm going to do a franchise, I factor in, like, does this team have their first-round pick? Is this team going to have a good first-round pick? Like, could you imagine real-life coach knowing the situation? And, and don't get me wrong. Being an NFL head coach is a dream job. There's going to be someone to take it and someone more than willing. But the appeal factor of it. Is is like damn this Colts job that's going to be up for grabs, you know, this spring. <laughs> that's that's not as appealing as any other job either. However, to me, no, that's more attractive. Than Denver. It, to <laughs> me, it's way more attractive than Denver. And you don't have a franchise quarterback in Indianapolis, <laughs> and in Denver, you thought you did. Apparently, he's not who we thought he was. Um, Denver's not going to take too much time out of our weekly segment. They got blown out by the Rams on Christmas day, an embarrassment of a franchise this year. And, um, you know, shout out to Jerry Judy because Jerry Judy, you know, being a boy from Broward, holding it down, putting up the numbers, scoring three touchdowns in games and, you know, trying to just play his role. And there's a bunch of other guys on that team who are just putting their head down. But man, at the end of the day, they're getting embarrassed week in and week out. And it seems like they can't do anything to stop the bleeding. Um, so they'll just have to chalk up this season. And do this morning on Get Up, I, I saw Dan Orlowski mentioned, you got to bench Russell Wilson. I don't necessarily agree with it. 
But I also see where he's coming from because he was talking about it being like a mental thing. Like, just let him get the mental rest and and just go for next season. You know what I mean? Like, this season is done. So, I don't know, man. No word. Uh, definitely shout out to Jerry Judy. I love that picture that he posted in front of Cullen and in front of Christmas tree. Oh it's yeah, so fresh. Oh yeah. Um, but I I don't know if you saw this. Could be a fake quote. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't want to think that Nathaniel Hackett would get fired and then instantly say something like this. Um, but apparently he said, "No, we're not." No, oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck was I meant to do? It's hard to coach a guy who has more bathrooms in his house than touchdowns on the year. Wow. <laughs> I love the fact uh, that you you <laughs> sincerely like, hey, you know, this quote might be true. <laughs> you know, goddamn well, that ain't no damn true. <laughs> nah, I mean, and it sucks. Um, it sucks for Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he wasn't the man for the job, I'll say that, but I don't know that Many other teams, many excuse me, many other coaches would have just made this like a playoff contending team because this team we were expecting, like you said, Ian, you're going to be right about this. Um, just to jump ship real quick, the Chiefs did win the AFC West. We did predict, or you did predict, that the winner of the AFC West, their quarterback, will win the MVP. It looks online right now to say Patrick Mahomes is our MVP. But to go back to that conversation and the reason I brought it up is because we felt that this AFC West was going to be one of, if not the toughest division in football. We thought that Derek Carr was going to have a great year. We thought Russell Wilson was going to come in and prove some shit. We thought that uh, Patrick Mahomes was going to be able to, you know, we didn't know that he was going to do it as easy as he's making it look without his Tyreek Hill. But we also didn't think, uh, you know, he wasn't going to play anything, you know, but but superstar. And he has. Yeah. And then the other team, the Chargers, who we'll talk about soon. Social media quarterback. He's been hearing it a lot. And guess what? The last two games coming into this game or this Colts game before he threw, he didn't throw a touchdown tonight. Uh, but his last two games, he's thrown no touchdowns and like three picks. But guess what? He got the dub, and he clinched a playoff spot. And now Justin Herbert can't look to his coach and say, Coach, you fucked me out of a playoff spot like they did last year. So it's a lot going on. Nathaniel Hackett, we'll talk about you next year if you do you know, figure it out somewhere else. A good point about Nathaniel Hackett was that – sorry, not to cut you off. A good point about Nathaniel Hackett is that he was, excuse me, coaching in Green Bay you know, with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if they look to – Hire him going back into the playoffs this year because they have a shot now, but pretty interesting stuff there. I did. Uh, I read a stat that he had, or as a head coach, he had, I think it was eight or nine losses uh, with less than one possession and like three or four overtime losses. Um, so I think that that's a stat that's pretty alarming. Like that's a you're just not getting the job done type of stat. Right. So like and as crazy as crazy as it sounds to like, you know, for him to be let go within fifteen games, within less than a season at this point, not the season's longer. Um <laughs> it's it's as alarming as it is, it's also kinda like Yeah, you know, in, in real life if you're not getting the job done, eh, you know what I'm saying? You will get relieved. You feel me? For sure. I mean you you can't blame the front office group over there in Denver. This like I said, they gotta chalk this one up. So Let's move on to Miami, man. Like I said, I was just in South Florida. All them Dolphins fans that I was hearing every week, 
I didn't hear him. <laughs> e, E, I moved away three months ago. It's a different ball game. Before I moved, before I moved, the Dolphin fans were loud. You saw their flags out the car windows, right? You heard them on Sundays cheering for their team outside the house. I went back. It's a fucking ghost town. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm being funny, but at the same time, the Dolphins have really, really, really wet the bed. And if you go back to our conversation we had with Kevin on the podcast, the first time he was on the podcast, he did call for this stretch. It was a tough stretch that the Dolphins were going to have to go through, and he didn't like the way it would look for them. And what's what's alarming is, like, not much has changed. Just the opponent. You're still healthy. You still got your good defense. You got Bradley Chubb now. And you go and play the best defense in the league with Brock Purdy. You take that L. Right? You play the Bills. You can clinch, you can clinch some shit. You can you can clinch that tiebreaker between them. Can't do it. You got all right, you got Green Bay at home. Christmas Day. It's a team who doesn't necessarily deserve to even be in the playoffs, but everybody in the league is doing so mediocre right now that, you know, there's still like 25, 26, 20, 25, 24 teams that can make the playoffs. Yeah, that are in the bubble right now. And the Dolphins go and wet the bed. But the, the, the bigger question is, is, is Tua Tagovailoa going to be able to play three more years in this league? And and I don't say that with a smile. I don't say that being funny. I don't say that anything, but seriously, because three concussions in one year, um, you know, within a twelve week span or so, really alarming. He this is a kid that broke his hip at twenty years old. Came into the league. They knew he was going to have injury problems. They knew that. You know, he, he's not the tallest quarterback. And we're starting to see the effect of all these, I guess, cons. Shot the small town cons. But uh-huh. we see the injury problem. We see the, but when he plays a good team problem, we see the uh, can't throw the ball that far problem. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just starting to wonder, this was the fastest drop-off from MVP to can he stay in the league and stay healthy? This is faster than I've ever seen. Um, it's wild because seeing him make – we and, and just, just in uh, yesterday's game or two days ago at this point, but uh, just in that game, we saw him make some phenomenal throws, some dimes. He dropped a couple of dimes in there. Um, but like you referenced, you can't throw three back to back to back. Jordan went Jordan on them the opposite way. <laughs> and bro, it's like, okay, the concussion happened and then he goes to throw three straight interceptions in three straight drives. I don't know that. Like, he was clearly good enough to go in there, run, you know, uh, 
call plays, make the adjustments at the line. Clearly, they weren't the right reads, but make the adjustments at the line. But was he truly in the right state of mind to play football and finish that game? It's, it's a big question. And this is another time that we're getting the situation with the same quarterback and the same medical staff. You know, in Cincinnati, he got taken off on a stretcher. We saw the horrible picture on TV. And that was just weeks after getting concussed in, in Miami versus Buffalo. And they kind of misdiagnosed that. So I don't know if it's Miami's medical team or whoever's in charge of making sure that player safety, specifically to a tug of Iloa franchise quarterback safety is, is, you know, Facts. all there. Something's, something's not adding up. And the Dolphins are just going from, man, this is amazing. I'm the happiest I've been in 20 years to, well, <laughs> I've seen this before. And it's sad, bro. It's really sad because this team has talent. They have good coaching. They have, you know, uh, the the scheme. They just can't. And when I say they, it's not this team this year. This franchise can never just wrap it all up and take it to the playoffs. So, yeah. you know, Tua Tagovailoa being, uh, being injury prone is not new. However... This concussion for the third time of the year is new, and now his status for their game against the Patriots is in doubt. Not to say the Patriots are the toughest opponent, but I think you're gonna want to play a New England Patriots team that never beat two that hasn't beat the Dolphins since two has been in the league, knowing that they can stomp the Dolphins' playoff chances and increase theirs. Whew. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So that's a fact. I I personally like on like a personal level. I don't think that he the, the alarming thing one before I go into that the alarming thing is that they said that he didn't have that read that they mentioned that he didn't show symptoms apparently or severe symptoms until the next day, which to me is like right. I don't know how that works, but that that just doesn't sound right to me personally. Um, and like you referenced, was he even in the right state of mind to finish that game off? Throwing three, you know, what looked like just here's the ball type of interceptions, you know what I mean? Giving it um, up. Just giving it up. Giving it up. And in and, and, and the game that they lost, I can't even say Green Bay won that game. Like Aaron Rodgers did what he does, but like they had that game and they lost. No, that's it a great point. They, they definitely lost that game. And man, you know, again, it's a lot of factors, right? Like it's Christmas day. You know, you're, you're trying to push toward the playoffs. You're trying to get to that 10 wins. You're stuck at eight for the last few weeks. You want to beat a good team. And this Packers team, frankly, is not a good team. This is a bad loss to a bad team and a team that's fighting. I'll give the Packers respect. I'm not going to say, you know, the Packers can't beat a good team or, or don't deserve, but the Packers are coming off wins from the Rams, the Bears, and then losses <laughs> from the Eagles and the Titans. And yeah. and the Lions. And the thing is, like, this Packers team's shown a lot, right? They've shown that they can compete, but they aren't where they want to be. 
you know, they they took the they took the Cowboys to overtime and beat them in overtime. But then they go and lose to a Tennessee Titans team who <laughs> another another time you can you say it e fraud alert. Yeah. Then they go on primetime Sunday night football and compete with the Eagles all game. And it was and Jordan Love almost comes in and saves the day and and puts him in overtime. But then they got uh then they come to Miami and they're like shit in the bed in the first half. And I don't know. I don't know. Out of nowhere too it gets a concussion, throws three picks, <laughs> and uh goes scoreless in the second half. What do I tell you about going scoreless for half the game? You're not gonna win the game. You won't. Two touchdowns ain't gonna win a game either. Two touchdowns is not gonna win a game either. Um but, I mean, it, it will in a sense of if you're playing a team that only scored two touchdowns, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's that caveat. Oh, uh, man. Anyways, so, yeah, this Dolphins thing is 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 it's kind of we're going off the rails on a crazy train. <laughs> it's one of those vibes. I'm not liking it. The Jets. Let's talk about the Jets. We're going to get into our quick recap of Christmas week. Week 16 started off on Thursday night with the Jacksonville Jaguars going to MetLife Stadium and playing Zach Wilson in his first, Zach Wilson's first primetime appearance. And it went exactly as all Jets fans would expect. We're going to look at the box score here. And he went 9 of 18 for 92 yards. One interception, was sacked three times, lost 21 yards, QB rating of 5.1. You heard that right, guys. QB rating of 5.1. A QBR, sorry, and a quarterback rating of 41.9. Chris Strebler comes in for relief in the third quarter, goes 10 of 15, 90 yards, no touchdowns, but his QBR was 71.7, far from 5.1, and his passer rating was... 82.6. Now, none of that matters. None of that matters at all. But the reason I point it out is because Zach Wilson going 9 of 18 for 92 yards. This Jets team deserves so much better. So much better. On the other hand. Mike White. (laughs) Yeah, and they're getting better. Yeah, they get him back next week. Mike White's coming back. They cleared him. He spoke to one of his doctors. They cleared him. But, uh... (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, man, he's coming into his own. He didn't throw any touchdowns. The Jets' defense is strong. He threw for 229 yards, though, and uh, ran for 51. You know, the Jaguars were able to run for 147 yards and a touchdown on this Jets' defense. And um, Evan Ingram was able to have a big day, seven yards, 113, seven, (laughs) seven catches, 113 yards. So, I mean, it was a boring game, obviously. However, Good teams win boring games. I'll say that. And this Jacksonville Jaguars team, they're far from great, but they are a good team. They are a good team, and they have a few quality wins on their schedule. We already know they beat the Colts 24 shit, and that's not necessarily quality as far as the opponent they played because we know the Colts, you know, their season's been been horrible. But knowing what's on the line, you just knocked the Colts out of playoff contention uh, the year before, on the last game of the season, Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. 
Week two, the Jacksonville Jaguars shut the same Colts out 24-0. Then they go and play the Chargers, 38-10 win. They even took the Eagles to the last possession of that game they played them in. They let the Broncos get one from them, and and they're going to want that one back. Forever. But they also beat the Ravens, and they beat the Titans, and they beat the Cowboys. This is quality shit. This is quality shit right here. And guess what? The AFC South is theirs if they want it, right? Texans, Titans. Texans, Titans. At home to finish the season versus the Titans. But next week, New Year's Day, they play the Texans. Do we think the Texans want to win that game? I don't. Probably not. Do the surprise they decided to beat Tennessee this week. Hey. 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 <laughs> they knew if they got this win, it, they'd still hold that first pick of the draft. All right. So they was like, yeah, we're going we're going we're going to whack some shit. We're going to whack some shit today. But, you know, I, I say all that to say the Jaguars are a good team, and good teams win ugly games. And uh, you got to give credit there. Trevor Lawrence has been putting on a nice show last few weeks. Obviously, last week versus Dallas, he fumbled late, and we understand. But guess what? Complimentary football, defense wins on a pick six. Let's talk about frigid temperatures this week, right? There was at least five games where it was below 20 degrees. Bills, Bears being one of them. The Bills putting up an easy day. I think they had a good running, uh, a good running attack versus the Bears. They ran for 254 yards as a team. Josh Allen threw uh, two picks along with two touchdowns, and he's gonna have to clean that up. He's gonna have to really clean that up because a good team with a better offense, two picks, you can't be doing that and giving possessions right back to teams and expecting to stay in games. It's the Bears. It was freezing, so you know you guys got the win, but. Hey, man, Josh Allen, take care of that football. The playoffs don't like turnovers. They don't. On, on the other end of that, the Bears letting uh, letting the Bills go six for 11 on third down. Not a good look. You're not going to win the game doing that. And then you yourself going, I think it's uh, two for 12 on third down. Definitely not going to win the game. Look at that. So Bills extending drives. That, that'll, that'll kill you. That'll kill your chances right Yeah, there. I mean, the Bears only had 11 first downs all game, so. Long day, long day. And they ran more plays than the Bills did. This is crazy. Another one of those freezing games in Cleveland on Christmas Eve. Who's going to want to go to Cleveland Browns territory on Christmas Eve, knowing you guys are basically eliminated from the playoffs at this point, to watch the Saints play and the Saints actually come into your house and beat you when Deshaun Watson's back? Mm-mm. 17-10. We're not even going to yeah, very bad play calling. I lost hundred dollars on that. Not even going to digest that one. That was very silly of you, I should say. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. EP, talk to me. Your Chiefs took down the Seahawks. What did we like? Took care of business. Um, and when I say took care of business, I'm just saying you know we you know handled business. Just that. I'm not proud of beating the Seahawks, but uh, it was an efficient game. Um, I like it. Like coaches say, all facets of the game, all facets of the yeah. game, <laughs> just yeah. completely dominated through and throughout. Um, the Chiefs haven't been covering, so a lot of people thought this game was going to be close, including me. I said it in the group chat, but uh, it it was what you know, it was what it was. Shout out to Travis Kelsey, um, 
again, I'll say I've said it before. I say it again. I lifelong Chiefs fan, and I've lived to see two of the greatest tight ends play for my team. So I got no complaints. <laughs> it was a good Christmas weekend for Chiefs fans. It sure was. And and Patrick Mahomes, he's looking like he's running away with that MVP. Uh, you know, and I, I mentioned it earlier, but just to kind of go back on it since we're on the Chiefs, 224, 16 of 18, two touchdowns, no picks. It's efficiency. You know what I mean? And that's what you need from a quarterback like Mahomes where he knows that he doesn't have that super, super number one guy. Uh, and that's not to do. He, obviously, he has Travis Kelsey. I'm talking about wide receivers. Um Juju Smith-Schuster came in, and we thought he was going to be doing a little bit better uh, than he is right now. But guess what? They're all making it work. This team complements each other. And Jalen Hurts, frankly, is hurt. So he missed out on this week and his chances to up the ante on the MVP race. Josh Allen's over there throwing two picks to the Bears. This one, to me, is a runaway with Patrick Mahomes on the MVP level. Um, Kenneth Walker ran for over 100. Sorry, Kenneth Walker ran for over 100 yards on you guys and and you were still able to get that dub, so that's saying things. Yeah, even our third down efficiency wasn't the best in that game, uh, and we were still able to pull out a 14-point win. Um, I'm really liking uh, Isaiah Pacheco and what he's love coming him. into the system. Love him. And love him. He, he got – they say he got that dog in him, bro. Like, he has just this mentality of just, like, I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm getting every inch, every extra yard. Like Yeah, he doesn't run out of bounds, him. and he doesn't go down. Nope. Shout out to him. Love. I was was a little I was a little worried, you know, when uh Clyde was Hilaire thing, you know, was going yeah. down and we were just the whole running back situation in Kansas City was uh very iffy and we need every piece we can get, frankly, to be honest. I know we make it look easy, but it's it's a lot of moving parts at the same for time. For sure, for sure. Hey, well oiled machine is all I'll say. I wanna skip through some of these boring games. Uh Panthers mop the lions it's embarrassing the lions are fighting for a playoff spot right now which who would have thought they could have had the one up on the packers and they're letting the packers come back 37 to 23 that defense is horrible in detroit they don't deserve to make the playoffs because frankly i don't think anybody wants to watch that defense play in the playoffs ravens beat the falcons tyler huntley got it done 17-9 wasn't pretty but he got the win Texans 19-14 win over the Tennessee Fraudsters. Man, 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 man. The 7-8 and eight Titans. And guess what? I always call for Vrabel's head and all this bullshit. I'm not even going to call for his head. I'm going to just let this one play out. I'm going to let this one play out. Because you know why? Because guess what? They'll figure it out. They fired their GM. I'm sure when they find that new GM, he'll be like, do I like this guy? Or do I not? But we're going to go back down uh, to the to the start of the season, and we're going to talk about these fraudsters losing to the Giants in week one. Now, the Giants are really, really, I should say extremely well coached, and they have a solid team with playoff hopes, right? And this team has played hard. They fought in all their games. But they weren't that team in week one. I mean, clearly they were. Clearly they were. But they had to get that confidence boost from somewhere. Like in week one, beating a tough AFC opponent, or quote unquote, is what we what what media calls Tennessee. You lose to the Giants in week one. All right, it was a one point game. Titans actually missed a game winning field goal. I, I remember it. So they put themselves in position to win. But then they go week two to Buffalo, Monday night football. 
And they take this fat L, 41-7. Just embarrassing. Just embarrassing. Just embarrassing. The <laughs> first Titans-Texans game, mind you, it was on the day before Halloween. They only won 17-10. They only won 17-10. So guess what? The Texans were like, guess what, guys? When we play, when we when we play those Titans again, I got that, I got that circled on my schedule Christmas Eve. All we gotta do is score at least 17 or more points to beat them. And it was a 1914 uh finish. Let me tell you this, E. Let me tell you this. I'm and this is all this is all improv, by the way. This is I ain't, I'm I'm just looking at their schedule. I'm just looking at their schedule and who they've played and lost to. But guess what? I'm going to go down their schedule. They scored 21 points. They scored 7 points. 24 points. 24 points. 21 points. 19 points. 17 points. 17 points. In a loss to the Chiefs in overtime, by the way. 17 points against the Broncos. 27 points. Is that a season high? 27 points versus the Packers. Looks, looks like it. Looks like it. 16 points, 10 points, 22 points, 14 points, 14 points. Whew, that's a bad offense. Non-efficient. Malik Willis is not it. Mind you, Ryan not Tannehill, it. he's definitely not it. Ryan Tannehill started the season healthy. <laughs> he started the season healthy. So it's not like they're on their, oh, we got to figure it out. I mean, no. Start of the season. You guys got the Cowboys next week on Thursday. Ooh, we get to see the Cowboys on primetime, and hopefully they whooping up on the Titans. And if the Titans lose out, let me ask you this one. If the Titans lose out and finish the season 8-9, and nine, under 500, miss the playoffs, do we fire our coach now? Now do now do I have right to call for Vrabel's head? <laughs> I mean, look, when you're letting Derrick Henry, you know, run for 126 yards, you know, averaging five, five and a half, almost six yards a carry, and you're not winning games. You're I don't know. I don't know how long much how much longer he's on contract for, but keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Another boring game was the Bengals-Patriots game. It was actually a game that shouldn't have been boring that turned into boring because of uh, poor play by Joe Burrow, and it gave the Patriots a chance to take the lead or win the game at the end of it, but Mac Jones is so bad that there's no point in giving them a chance because they're going to blow it. Those two interceptions That's- that Joe Burrow threw, not pretty. 375 yards on 40 attempts. I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. On 52 attempts, 40 completions. I love it. But two interceptions, man. Clean it up. Got to clean it up. Got to clean it up. This is funny because I would talk about going scoreless in the first half or in any half, and both these teams went scoreless in the first half. So, I mean, in uh, in, in a half. So, it was a pretty Somebody's got to win. Exactly. Shout to T. Higgins, though. Eight receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. This is a guy who's come into this league. He has a thousand yards, over a thousand yards in the last two seasons. And um, this season specifically, he stepped up big when Jamar Chase has gone down with that injury. And, and he's shown that T. Higgins can be a number one guy. 
Yes, sir. T. Higgins can be a number one guy. Just because they have Jamar Chase doesn't mean he's a number two. He's just a number one on the other side. Um, so, yeah, Patriots pa- Patriots still have a chance to make the playoffs <laughs> with that loss. And they play the, the Dolphins. I think they play the Dolphins in – is it in New England or is it in – let me t- – I'll tell you right now. It's in New England. It's in New England. Whew, it's going to be cold. We seen them dolphins in the cold. We seen them dolphins in the cold. <laughs> it was cold in Miami on 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 Sunday. They lost. It was cold in Buffalo. It was even colder in Buffalo a week ago, week and a half ago, and they lost. So it's not going to bode well for them. However, Commanders 49ers was another ugly game. I don't want to really talk about it, but I do want to point out the fact that uh, Brock Purdy, 234 yards, touchdown and a pick. He's just doing what hey. he's got to do. Hey. He's doing what he's got to do. 37 I points. Got an alert. I got an alert on my phone. I was like, super. St- oh, no. Bay Area legend Brock Purdy at the Warriors game. I was like, Stop. Uh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Hey, guess what? Guess what? If the 49ers, whether, okay, so whether the 49ers, get to the Super Bowl or not, I think they've overachieved this season so far. Um, And not to say, like, in a way that they don't have the skill set or the players to to have done what they're doing, but coming into the season, Trey Lance was their starter. Jimmy G was practicing on the other practice field, kind of just getting ready for who are you guys going to trade me to? You know, what system am I going to have to learn? Um and then week two, Trey Lance just breaks his ankle. Uh, and it's like, well, Jimmy, guess what? We need you, buddy. <laughs> and um, he stepped right into his role, which he he does always so well. And he's he, he's just he's just been Jimmy G. And they don't need anything more out of Jimmy G than what he brings to the table. After this, he gets hurt while they're in the middle of like a playoff push run type thing where they're like yo we can actually be a really good team brock purdy comes in and it makes it look like yo listen we we actually might have upgraded the arm talent like we're still at the game management quarterbacking thing right here but we might have a better arm right here and oh no definitely chucking that ball man so i i'm gonna ask you real quick because i asked forgot who i asked but if brock purdy Wins out the rest of the season. It's favorable, too. I checked their schedule. It's favorable. If he wins out and Jimmy G is ready for the playoffs, do they bench Purdy or do they keep uh, – do they bench Purdy for, for Jimmy or or do they keep him? Ooh, um, I think you got to put Jimmy G back in. If he says he's ready and doctors clear him, then I think Jimmy's a go. Yeah, I mean – what week did did uh did Jimmy get injured? I want to say it was the uh, Dolphins game. Yeah, it was the Dolphins game. So it's been th- it's been three three weeks that Brock Purdy's gotten full starts, and he finished the Dolphins game. Mind you, versus the Dolphins, thirty three points. Versus the Buccaneers, thirty five points. Versus the Forty Niners, uh, versus the Commanders, thirty seven points. 21 against the yeah, Seahawks. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that Buccaneers, the Buccaneers game is impressive for sure. Bro, uh, starting against Tom Brady in your first career start, going up for 35. But I do believe, like you said, they got a Purdy 5, Purdy 7, and and Purdy (laughs) 3. Hey, I think that the experience in the playoffs is what's going to get Jimmy G back in the lineup, uh, you know, more than anything would. And not to say, not to say he will be ready. I'm not even sure he will be ready. However, if he does become available, yeah, I, I do think the smart thing to do from is this the coach of the year, Mike Shanahan? I mean, Kyle Shanahan. I think you know what I'm saying. He he deserves some some talk there, some recognition. So uh, he he's got some good problems. That's what you call good problems. You want those type of problems. Hey, you think that um, you think that clause in Jimmy G's contract that says if he you know he gets a bonus every time he plays more than seventy five percent of a game uh, applies to playoff games too? Ooh, I I would I if I was Jimmy I'd be like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put me yeah. in. Yeah, you better you, you better. <laughs> and at the end of the day, this is someone that that, you know, took you to the took you to a Super Bowl. Yes. So. And also lost you a Super Bowl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I respect them. So yeah, I mean, 49ers got some some good problems in their hands. They're at eleven and four on the season anyway. So they've got that number three spot in the in the uh NFC behind Kirk Cousins and behind Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. And that Vikings game, I must say, Vikings-Giants. Kirk Cousins, he's leading the league. He has history this year with the most game-winning drives. I want to say it's eight. I'm not sure. I think it's eight. I know their kicker, Greg Joseph, has made franchise history in Minnesota with five game-winning field goals in one season. Kirk Cousins has eight game-winning drives he's led this team to this year. That's an NFL record. And he's playing his best football in the fourth quarter. So. TJ Hawkinson, man. Great pickup. Amazing pickup. Oh, oh my goodness, man. He's where he's supposed to be at all times. That's all I got to say about him. All all you got to say about him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's uh let's let's move forward. We got a few games here I want to talk about. We did the the Broncos Rams. It was 51-14 and a, and a fired head coach. <laughs> you know, Packers Dolphins <laughs> was three straight interceptions and a concussion. Raiders Steelers <laughs> was open your eyes with 2 minutes left and you'll catch the best part of the game. 13-10 the Steelers won. And then you got Cowboys, Eagles, who lived up to the hype. Jalen Hurts wasn't able to play shoulder sprain. This is a thirteen and one Eagles team going against and ten and four Dallas team going into it. Uh, obviously, Dallas got the win, put up forty points on the Eagles defense, and I don't think the excuse that Hurts wasn't there. You know, obviously, it it, it meant something different because we saw the interceptions right and the timing with the receivers but at the same time this Cowboys team was ready to capitalize and answer on those same plays this is a game where Tony Pollard only had 19 rushing yards and Zeke only had 55 Dak Prescott took this game and put it in his hands said let me go 27 to 35 throw for 347 yards and three touchdowns so um 
CD Lamb. Those six, those six sacks are Catrato. Those six sacks are a little alarming, but it is, it is. But the, again, that Eagles defense, for him to put up forty points on that same defense, it's impressive. CD Lamb went for ten hundred twenty and two touchdowns on eleven targets. On a third and thirty, listen to this. This is what made me happy. It's third and thirty. The Cowboys need this first down to, you know, continue the run they're on and and stay in this game. And whose number do they call? Just one target in this game. One reception for 52 yards. T.Y. Hilton just signed. Former Colt. He gets a clutch catch, bombs the defense, and keeps the Cowboys in contention to win that game. They go on to win it. The rest is history. They are 11-4, and four, overachieving low-key, and the Eagles are 13-2. and two. I believe they're overachieving as well. But we'd love to see that. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll finalize here from Sunday's games, Thursday through Sunday, Christmas Day. I was on the plane kind of watching this one, but I it was so boring. I turned it off, and then I kind of, you know, when you when you peek over to someone else's TV, see what they're watching? What they what they what what, what sparks this motherfucker's interest? What does this bitch watch? <laughs> and um, yeah, I saw the game was still on, and it was like it looked like it was competitive, and I was like, why is Trace McSorley competing with Tom Brady right now? Like I don't understand. And it, he wasn't. It was the Cardinals' defense competing with Tom Brady and the and the Buccaneers' defense, but uh. Yeah, it was. It's alarming that it had to be so ugly for the Buccaneers to get this win. But man, man, Tom Brady with those interceptions, doodle arm over there. It's it's unpleasant, unpleasant to say the least. What you like about it is that Tampa Bay found a way to win this game, stayed in it, found a way to win it, and um, quite frankly, this game fucked me up a lot because I lost. In the first round of my fantasy playoffs, um, by no more than eight points, no more than seven points, Austin Eckler kind of put the hammer on the head today, but Ryan Suckup went for 15 points, and Arizona's letting him kick field goal after field goal after field goal. Like, like, goddamn, let him score a touchdown. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? Are are we winning? And and, and on the other hand, the Cardinals stay at 4-11. They could have been five and ten. Could have been five and ten, and it would have had the Colts at number four in the fucking draft. No, let's go win the game, but we're not going to win it impressively. We're going to win it in overtime, scoring one touchdown on the ground, and letting Ryan suck up just suck up all the field goals. God damn it! God damn it! What a fucking game! What a game. That leads us to the last game of the night, E, before we get up out of here. It was a 20-3 to finish. It was over before it started. Nick Foles, big, you know what they call him, Nick. They're not calling him that no more. They call him Big Pick Nick because it was a picnic, and the Chargers feasted, and Derwin James had a bad day but came in and made it a good one. Hit stick, ejection, interception, every word. Social media quarterback, he didn't throw a touchdown. He got sacked four times. 
He did throw for 235 yards and had a 100-yard receiver, Keenan Allen, with 11 receptions. So that shows he's able to get it done no matter which way possible, in my opinion. Now, if you're going to ask me who do I want to or or Herbert, (laughs) take a guess. His name's Justin. (laughs) Mind you. This yeah, Colts defense turn the ball over. Turn, yo, that might be the craziest. Yo, we <laughs> social media quarterback slash Tua turned the ball over might have to be the episode name because it was just going to be social media quarterback. And I have to acknowledge Herbert. Um, but then again, do we have to acknowledge Herbert? Because he didn't will his team to this win. You know, he didn't. And last week, last week, the Chargers. One, they beat a fraud Tennessee Titans team, right? And Herbert didn't throw a touchdown. So I don't I don't know if I want to use that social media quarterback one yet. We might have to just go to a turn the ball over. <laughs> or we could do like no, a play man. on like the verses. You know what I mean? Like to a turn the ball over versus social media. We'll figure it out after. But nonetheless, yeah. this game was, uh, like I said, over before it started. Man, it was a shame, shame, shame to see Nick Foles in the game. As a prideful fan, you know, I do want us to tank. I do want us to uh, lose as many games as possible so that we can have draft stock because right now we know that we have no contention. But. But man, if you would have told me we would have got we would have had seven wins right now and been in contention to win the division, I mean, yeah, I think I would have been more excited to try to win some more games. But you put Nick Foles in the game, he throws three interceptions, um, and you don't go to your backup. You know, it's it's just real frustrating. So Colts got a lot, a lot, a lot to figure out, and we are not going to have enough time to talk about all the problems the Colts have. So what I'll do is I'll leave you with this. The playoff picture in the NFL right now, we already know that on the NFC side, we got the Eagles at the number one spot. We got the 49ers at the two spot. Sorry, Vikings at the two spot. Niners at the three spot. And the Cowboys at the five seed. But if it finished right now, the Buccaneers the Giants and the Commanders would all be in the playoffs. And what's crazy is that if you were to tell me that AFC West was only going to have two teams in the playoffs and the NFC East was going to have all four teams in the playoffs, I would have asked how. I would have asked how. As it stands right now in the NFC, the entire NFC East, is in the playoffs. On the AFC side, we got the Bills at 12-3. and three. They beat the Chiefs earlier in this season. That's why they have the number one seed. Chiefs are at 12-3 and three with the two seed. Bengals are at number three with the 11-4 and four record. Ravens at number five. Chargers just clinched at number six. And if the season finished today, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Miami Dolphins But guess what, fellas? Season ain't over. Job's not finished. Dolphins versus Pats next week for the seventh seed. Who do the Jets got 
I gotta go to the Jets real quick. Ooh, I was rolling. I was rolling. I was rolling. I'll tell you right now. Jets got the Seahawks. So Seahawks lost last week knowing that they could have improved their playoff chances, know that they're going to want to get this win. But Mike White's coming back. Man, is that a game to watch? 405 on Sunday, New Year's Day. Catch me in front of the TV watching the local broadcast of the New York region Jets. Now, going back to that AFC playoff picture, it's Patriots-Jets at the 8-9 and nine seed. Patriots play the Dolphins. Jets play the uh, Jets Seahawks. play the Seahawks, and the Titans. Well, fuck the Titans. <laughs> I got nothing else for you. E. You got anything else? You want to? You want to? You want to? Uh, want to do a brief little outlook on next week? We kind of did, right? We kind of we kind of did. They, yeah, they get the picture. Over that too. We kind of went over. That you got anything yeah, else for them? Uh, yeah, just a couple closing notes. Uh, KD had his 17 30 point game this year. Um, the Heat, yo, your Heat managed to get a dub tonight, even though Tyler Hero went 0 for 8. That was wild. Wait, 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 wait. I hate you. Listen, three anyway. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because if you try, and listen, E, I love letting you rock, I'll let you rock on anybody else, but you're not rocking on my Heat. You're not rocking on my Colts if it's not facts. You feel me? If it's facts, you can rock. If it's facts, I can't say no, nothing. It's facts. It's facts. But we need facts. And Tyler Hero going 0 for 8 from 3 is facts. And I just had to check it. That's all that was, bro. My pride. But if you go to my Instagram story, you see him hitting that clutch sidestep. Long 2, apparently. <laughs> apparently, they changed Long it. Two. Long 2. So, uh... Fair, fair, E. Any other closing thoughts? I hate to do that to you. Hey, no, nah, you're good. Pelicans put 20 on uh, on the Pacers and uh, soccer's back. Uh, club soccer's back. So, Ooh, we're on. getting club soccer E back? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. We love to hear it, man. So, I mean, yeah, everybody, you know, thank you for listening. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Kwanzaa started today. And... You know, we we wish you a a happy new year as well from all things sports to y'all. Happy new year. By the next time you listen to us, it'll actually still be 2022. So we got one more. (laughs) (laughs) We got one more 2022 episode. And then uh, then we out this bitch. So till 2023. So E, I appreciate you. Got you, fam. And uh, yeah, I know we didn't talk about Christmas Day basketball. We'll do that on Thursday. It was a good one. It was a good one. It was fun. It'll be it'll be a good setup and a good conversation for the week that we have of basketball so far. Follow us on Twitter at ATS Pod, at ATS Pod Official on Instagram, and as E says, ATSPod.com coming soon.